there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Yo, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined as always with Dan Garcia. And we are here at Halo Haven headquarters. Which for the first only time. means one thing. Exactly. Someone's triumphant return to the podcast. We'll get that later. The special guest will come have his own segment and, later on. Yeah, right. The and, and you guys stop worrying. He's he's okay. He's right here. He's he's alive. Doing his work. He's diligently doing what he needs to do right now. But we're back and uh, for another edition of the podcast. Again, we're usual show, uh, but I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concerts, or shows and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot, not so good deals. And red dots, you should just try to avoid. Yeah, so use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. So there you go. Promo code ACAA. And, uh, you know, they know if uh, you guys are using our promo code, so help us out. All right, so let's get into it. Week in review. Not a bad week for the Angels. I have... You know, as opposed to the last week. Yeah, I mean, you are playing Texas. You are playing Oakland, which was a good team coming in. And you are playing Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys in your division, Division. you have to beat without a doubt. So the fact that they're able to put some Mm -hmm. wins together is a really positive thing. And Texas, you know what? Texas heading into the series against the Angels is playing pretty good. They were above 500. So it's a team above 500 that you're playing. And then Oakland going into the series against Oakland. Oakland had won nine in a row going in. So... Very hot team, very hot team in Oakland. A very good team in in in, uh, in uh, Texas, but eh, not such a good team in, uh, with uh, the Mariners. But like you said, it's a team that they need to beat. So we'll get into it here. Let's start off with Friday, and this one was uh, the loss. They lost to Texas. Griffin Canning uh, pitched five innings, gave up three hits, one run, two walks, five strikeouts. The thing about this game for me with Canning is. He battled for those five innings, right. and it was just kind of sucked to see them lose this game because he didn't have his best stuff, but he still went out there and gave five innings. Yeah, it's definitely something positive you can see coming from a young pitcher like Canning. And we kind of we talked about when he made his uh, debut that there was going to be a time where he struggles. There is going to be a time where um, hitters start picking up on some of his tendencies, and, and he's going to have to adjust or battle through some games when he doesn't have his top-level top, top level, um, 
stuff. So this game was really good for him. Five innings pitched, one and run, five strikeouts was a really good outing for uh, Griffin County. Absolutely. But the Rangers jumped ahead on, on a leadoff home run by Shin Su Chu. Bless you. Yeah. Oh, Kazoom tight. Um, he's like one of those guys that. Whenever he plays the Angels, man, he always seems to kind of get to them. Like, well, like every team has a guy, it seems like, especially in the division where you see him more often. You see um, Chris Davis with the A's, you know, since you chew with, um, with, uh, with uh, Rangers. Texas. Yeah. Gallo, too, on the Gallo Rangers. Gallo on the Rangers, yeah. Gallo, it, those guys are only the ones that really hurt you when they take them deep. They're not the guys that are going to, you know, go four for five. Right. But they will be the one for four with a home run. Clutch that, home run, yeah, too. Yeah, that home run's like a three-run home right. run kind of deal. The Angels tied it up on a Luke Corey solo home run, and then they took the lead on a two-run home run by Brian Goodwin. And like I said, Kenny didn't have his best stuff, but he battled to go five innings. Only allowing the leadoff home run in the, in, in the sixth, Anderson came in and he allowed a couple of runs along with – you know, Bedrosian, but defensively in that game, it's when the Angels kind of fell apart there. Yeah, it was kind of awkward to see. You know, the seventh inning was a real um, bad inning for the Angels defensively. You have, um, you know, the first guy gets on, and then what should have been a um, pretty easy double play to second base was bobbled, so they mm-hmm. had to go. Just go one. Go one. Um, now you walk the next guy in um, to get the bases uh, first and second. They move him over to second and third. You get a, you, get a, uh, you know, a base hit to the outfield, which, you know, should limit the damage to just one run. Trout bobbles this, and now that second runner comes in and scores. Um, you know, uh, Cam was on the mound, so it's kind of bad luck for him. He's only getting credit for one earned run that, that inning and when, mm-hmm. there was, when there was two runs total. Right. Um, so, again, the guys come out and saying this guy's awful. And it's like, well, he didn't exactly get a lot of help. He got some ground balls that, as a pitcher, you kind of hope for those to get those double plays. But when they're not pulled, they're not, you know, turned behind you, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough win because this is you know the only loss in the series. They could have easily swept Texas. They had a three one one lead, but you know what? It is what it is. Texas is a really good team. So Saturday against Texas, the twenty fifth of May, the Angels win this one three to two behind Tyler Skaggs five five and two thirds, three hits, no earned runs, two walks. He had a loss. He had seven strikeouts in five and yep. two thirds innings. So uh, that pretty much tells you the pitch count was high. So he's only able to go five and two thirds, but at least he got into the sixth. Uh, Angels were leading one nothing on a third inning, uh, third inning Cole Calhoun solo home run. The Angels would take the lead into the ninth, but then the Undertaker surrenders two runs in the ninth, going for um, going for a four out save. So I mean, yeah, that's... It, the bullpen. Remember when we said we had a great bullpen? Um, I know uh, the bullpen. It, it almost seems like it's getting down to two guys that you trust in high leverage situations, and Buttery. that's. That's Buttry and that's Robles. And so I think there's been times where they've asked Buttry to go four or five outs. There's now, like you said, there's been times where they're trying to get Robles to get a four-out save. Um, you know, and, and when you roll the dice like that, you're going to get burned sooner or later. And this was one of those games where um, maybe if he just is pitching for three innings, he comes in, it's not a big deal. But the fact that um, he has to come in early in the eighth and, and – Rest. Re- exactly. For a mm. guy that's not used to doing that kind of routine – um, you know, get up, pitch, you know, what was it, like five, six pitches, and then sit, sit down, down, and then come and back. back up for a whole nother inning, and, and, and another high leverage situation back-to-back. Um, you know, it is it is a little bit difficult, but it does seem like the Angels are now really leaning towards those two guys yeah. until Anderson's been struggling, Cam has been struggling. Um, you know, Luis Garcia just came back from the IL, so we're right. not sure how much they want to 
put on him right, right. away. So, uh, you know, so those two have to hold it down. And, and hopefully, like later on the week when they get these big, big leads, they don't have to go to him. They can afford to you know, rest him a couple extra days. Yeah. So with that being said, the Angels did battle back. And in the bottom of the ninth, Jared Walsh does this. Sky out the shadow left field. Hunter Pence, Elvis Andrews. Long run for Andrews. He reaches up. Can't get it. Calhoun will score. Drive home safely. And the Angels win this one 3-2. to two. Good game considering that they were able to walk it off. Yeah, in a lot of these games you'll see coming up, it's, they're not real blowouts until later on in the week. Um, I mean, you're talking about one-run games, two-run games, three-run games. Um, but you like the fact that they are battling back. There was a game earlier in the week where you text me, like, oh, well, there goes that game. I'm like, ah, don't worry, they'll score three in the ninth. Well, they end up scoring two. I was close. Um, but it's good to know as a fan that these games are, are, are close, they're entertaining, um, and you always feel have a chance to where if it's between you know one or two runs that there's an opportunity that they can tie it, push it to extras, or even come through with a walk-off in this situation. Yeah, so great game. Yeah, needed to win that game. So heading into Sunday, they got the momentum. This was a, a back-and-forth game, but the big news on this one was that Andrew Heaney made his uh, Major League uh, 2019 debut. Yep. He went five innings, two hits, two in runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Something you would expect. I, I didn't expect him to go 100 pitches and go past. Right. I was, was I was hoping he'd hey, get he five. Was, he, was at, he was at 85 pitches <clears throat> when he got pulled in the fifth, or after the fifth, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, something that they don't want him to be super stretched out right now. No. They can slowly work him into it. Um, again, when he's healthy, you're going to have a Skaggs, a him. Uh, it was cool to see. Canning, Skaggs, and Haney back-to-back-to-back days, something where Angel fans, you know, will hopefully see in the future coming ahead and, and, and Canning taking that next step. Skaggs and mm-hmm. Haney, if they can stay healthy, taking that, finally taking that next step. But it's cool to see kind of those younger guys um, pitch in back-to-back-to-back games. Yeah, Angels took the lead in the first on a solo home run by Mike Trout. And in the fourth, Shinsu Chu <clears throat> stri- strikes again as he hits another solo shot and then followed by another solo shot from uh, Pence putting the Rangers up 2-1. In the sixth, the Rangers would add add more runs, giving them a 5-1 lead. The Angels would score six runs in the bottom of the seventh, capped by a trout double, and then a few wild pitches. Trout at third, Calhoun at first. Breaking ball gets away. Here comes Trout. The Angels are on top, and the ball hits Trout. Cole's going to take third. 6-5 Halos here in the seventh. 2-0. Way outside, another wild pitch. Calhoun coming, trying to score, and he will. Seven five halos. You know the Rangers would add another run, but that was it. The Angels take this one seven to six. A good game, considering they, again they had to come back. Yeah, it was, I was there. It was a really good game to see them again battle back. You're you're there in the later innings. You're kind of like you know they're going to need a spark. They're going to need something. But the fact they were able to get six runs in that one inning, um, you know, it, and it's the seventh inning, so you're already kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, the two wild pitches, the great, and you heard it in the clip. Um, from uh, Fox Sports West, the Cal was, um, Calhoun was able to move up to third on that first wild pitch, mm-hmm. putting himself in that scoring position because it was pretty crazy. It was a pretty crazy sequence because it was literally two back to back pitches, right? And it was just one right after another, and you're just kind of like, "We'll take it," you know. When, Heck you're, yeah. when you're struggling to, uh, to win games, you'll take it any way you can. Absolutely. So heading into Monday, it was a series against Oakland at Oakland. Trevor Cahill took the hill. Uh, didn't fare very well. Four and a third. He gave up six hits, six earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. However, the Angels would score first in this one, scoring on a Cole Calhoun double. And in the second, uh, both the A's would uh, would tie it in the bottom half. But then the Halos came right back. And in the fourth with a Pujol solo home run, 
They would score one more time, giving them a 3-1 lead. But in the bottom of the fourth, Cahill would give up a two-run home run. And then in the fifth, he would give up another home run, giving the A's the lead. Then they would, they would tack on a few more. The Angels would cut the lead to one. But the A's would, you know, homer one more time. Seems like they homer yeah, they all homer the time. time. Well, then, too, if I, I, what was this? Monday, which was Memorial Day, was an afternoon yeah. game. And if you watch a lot of games when they're in Oakland, they travel, the ball travels. It's a big part. But the ball yeah. travels a lot, lot better during the day than does at night. So it's just you kind of have to just get it, get it up in the air and, and yeah. carry quite quite well. So yeah. um, they know that. They try to do it. That's why they, they hit so many home runs. Yeah, and, uh, th- you know, that would be it. The A's would win 8-5. to five. It was just, just that one anywhere, you know. I yeah, mean, and watching the game, Cahill, he has a reputation of either having a really good game or really great, really bad game or really good game. The first two innings, he got through really good. I'm like, okay, he's got his flow. He's going to go. Because usually that first inning is a pain in the butt for him. But, yeah. Yeah, as soon as he got into that fourth, fifth inning, you kind of saw the wheels come off his 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 velocity dropped. Um, he left some stuff up in the zone, which is a big no-no, uh, especially with a team like this. Um, again, giving up two home runs is his whole thing this whole year is giving up that long ball. Um, yeah. You know, something he hasn't done, and when the Angels brought him in, that's what the main reason why. So, <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to keep on seeing him go out there, but um, you know, maybe with guys getting healthy, guys getting called up, maybe we see less of him, maybe we see him gone. Maybe I don't know, but – um, you know, he, he needs to start performing a little bit better with the ERA right close to seven. It's not something you can go out every five days and feel comfortable with. Um, so heading into Tuesday after a loss on Monday, the Angels took uh, – it was just an opener game. Uh, Cambed Rogin opened the game, followed by Nick Tropiano, who, again, another guy who's another making guy. a season debut. Uh, for a guy who wasn't doing so great in AAA, I thought he pitched well in this game. He get you know, five innings, one hit, one and run. One, he only had one strikeout. Um, the A's got ahead quick on a leadoff run by Simeon. Uh, in the top of the second, the Angels would string together some clutch hits, including a La Stella double. And then they would take a 4-1 lead. And in the bottom of the fifth, the A's would add a run on a solo shot. And in the sixth, a two-run shot. And, you know, it, was, it would be a tie game in the ninth. And then the Angels would get two guys on for Otani, and he would deliver. That is ripped to right field, a base hit. Two runs are going to come in to score. The Angels have taken the lead. And as you heard there, two-run single that would get the Angels ahead for good, six to four. We should, I should preface, or I should say that uh, just before the Otani hit, there was a, a uh, I guess, I mean, it was borderline. It, it, I could see it how it was called on, a ball. I could see it how it was called on, a strike. It depends on what hat you're wearing that day. Right. If it's an Angel hat, you're like, yeah, that, you know, it's close, but that was outside. It's a good call. And if you're, if you're <sighs> yeah. an A's fan, you're like, how do you not? He got that. Perfect corner. How do yeah. you not give him the call? So, I yeah. think it was like a backdoor slider, you know, uh, coming into a left-hander. So I think it's one of those where it might have crossed the zone once it got over the plate, but once it got to the catcher, it he the way he presented yeah, it absolutely. Was, was more inside. Was more inside. And that's yeah, kind of where the umpire made his judgment was like, well, where did he catch? He caught it more in here, but maybe because of the break, yeah, and the movement that. It might have caught that corner, but... It was a close, close pitch. I think, yeah, it's one of those where it could have went either way, and I think if you're an Angel fan and you didn't get that call, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that was like a perfect pitch. But and the same thing with the A's. If you, yeah. You're like, you need that to get out of that kind of a situation. As a baseball player on the Riverside Smudge Pops, uh, if I would have two strikes on me, I'll, I'll say this. If that was me at the plate, I'd try, I'm trying to follow that. That's too close to take. Yeah, that's, and I think that's the biggest you know? thing is, is as a hitter, with you have to... With my 40-ounce bat. Yeah. Because, yeah, that thing is 
tree trunk. Um, yeah, but as a, as a batter, you have to at least try to battle those off. And mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't even swing was kind of interesting on that, yeah. Yeah, that was really close. But, again, we'll take it. And The Undertaker gets the save. I love hearing that. <laughs> okay, so we're talking. Here comes Wednesday's game. Now, Wednesday's game was a game that Griffin Canning took the hill. Again, impressed me. Six innings, three hits, one and run. What I liked most about this, he didn't give up a walk. He didn't give up a walk. He struck out five. What a game for Cesar Pueyo, who made his angel season debut. Another guy making a season debut. debut yep. Um, his first major league RBI and his first major league home run in one game. Yeah. <laughs> the Angels would blow two leads in this game, and then they would, they would battle and scored five runs in the 11th. Spike, sparked by Luis Renjifo, but showing bunt drops one back down toward the mound and a throw to first and it gets away coming into scores Pueyo the ball trickles out into shallow right field runners at second and third lead at eight to seven and still nobody out this one was that after that play you know I guess it sparked I sparked them it was a bunt that was meant to move guys over, and, with, and it was a good. Bunt. It was a good bunt, and with his speed, it's one of those things where if 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 you get to the ball late, you're going to have to hurry it and make a perfect throw. Yeah, and that's what forced the air and well, was yeah. able to move everyone over. The thing is that the first baseman came in; he made a really great play. He had the ball. If he cl- comes up with that clean, he shoots it over to third right away, and you get the force at third. Right. However, he bobbled it, so he his and only you, play was first. And then. now you're in the kind of a panic. Uh-huh. Like, well, I didn't, I didn't feel the clean. A lead. fast guy. Right. He turns, throws, throws it away. Sparked the Angels again. Like I said, five runs in the eleventh, and they took the series from a very hot Oakland team. Like I said, they had won nine in a row. They beat the Angels in the first game to make it ten well, that, straight that wins. Makes, that makes and that makes it. You know, two series back to back. Yeah. Two out of three out of both from Texas and Oakland. Two two teams in your uh, division. You know, and, and again, this was an eleven inning game. This is a game where they had to stretch that bullpen <clears throat> probably a little more than they wanted to. But um, you stretch that bullpen, you want to come out with a win, at least make it worth something. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. Um, you know, it, it, it was kind of seventeen men left on base this game. Oh, they gave the, it, it oh, was, man. You know, the bullpen continues to struggle, so there there is room for improvement for this team. But the fact that they're able to kind of battle and 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 pull this out and win it in 11 innings was, was as a fan, again, make it interesting, make it dramatic. That's fine. Like, as long as I'm entertained, I'm good, especially with kind of the year it's going so far. So I, I, this game was a lot of fun. Well, no, I mean, Oakland had won 10 in a row, and then we gave them a new streak, a losing streak. So, And like I had dun, mentioned, dun. yeah, like I had mentioned to a teammate of mine, he's an A's fan, he was like, oh, we're on a streak. And I say, hey, well, the last time the A's were on a big streak, they won 21 in a row. The Angels won the 2002 World Series. So, you know, the also what, also the Angels. What counts, and too, what counts as a big, like 10 games? Okay, I'll give you 10 games, but at what point can you consider it being, we're hot? Is it like five, six? I would say games? six. Like two because series, that means two you win two series. series. Yeah. You know, two uh, series sweeps. Um, also, what a lot of people don't seem to remember is when the A's stringed off like 21 in a row, the Angels went 18-3, and three, I believe, in that same 21-day span. Yeah, 18-3, and three, so. The more you but know. It, but it ain't, it ain't going to happen this year. I don't think we're that great of a team, but yeah. But anyway, so the Angels took the series, and then the game yesterday, we're recording today on Friday, June, or uh, May 31st. Yesterday was May 30th, it. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an opener game again, this time with Luis Garcia. I don't got much on this one. We were actually in in Rancho Cucamonga. Behind for the, enemy lines, if you yeah, will. Yeah, uh, watching the J.C. Ramirez rehab star. But the Angels dominated this game, capped by a home run from Cesar Pueyo and also a Cal, Cal, 
Cole Calhoun also homered. Um, I mean, it was just what, what? What more can you say about this game? Other yeah. than it was, they they pretty much dominated. This yeah, game. they dominated this again too. Riding that kind of hot streak from Oakland, you like to see it carried over because you know they won the last two series, but they've dropped the first game in those series the last two times. So um, the fact that they're able to come into a new city and and take that first initial victory against a uh, Takuchi that is supposed to be you know the main pickup, I guess you would say this off season for for Seattle. Um, a lot of heartbroken fans, though, that weren't able to see Otani, Otani and Takuchi. Like the the whole story. If you don't if you don't know, they went to the same high school. They're from the same town. Years apart, though. Yeah, years apart. But they're but they're both you know born and, and raised in that same city, same town. Well, that local newspaper sent a person over to get photos of them. You know, finally squaring off because I think the first time Otani was hurt. Otani was hurt when they when uh, Takuchi uh, faced the Angels. Now this is going to be it. This is going to be the time, and then. He doesn't play. So some hurt feelings there, but, you know, I mean, 9-3, to three, I guess you can't really argue with that. Highlight of this one was Cesar Pueyo's second home run in as many days. Pueyo hits one out to right field. Hanniger's got to go back on it. Drifting back to the track. Gone! Second consecutive game for Pueyo with a big fly. And the Angels' lead is now 4 nothing. So Pueyo obviously doing it with the bat. We talked to a beat writer from The Athletic, and we asked him about you know, this guy, Puello, we haven't seen much of him. We asked him, how is he defensively? And, well, let's just say he's a hitter. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, at least you're doing that. If you can do at least one thing, you're, you're, you're all right. So, um, yeah, he's having a great start to the, to the season for him so far. Kind of a journeyman, um, uh, a player, uh, made his angel debut, like you said, a couple days ago. Was able to get two home runs in two days. Um, you know, pretty much a career uh, couple-day span for him. Yeah, so – Whenever, whenever we can get offense from anybody, well, it's, yeah, exactly. it's great. Especially when, it, yeah. especially when you got guys like uh, Cozart who hasn't done much, who's hurt again. Uh, guys like you know, uh, I don't want to say Cole Calhoun. Cal- Calhoun right now is doing better than he was last year, but again, you expect a little bit more from him. Like you know, uh, so to get offense from guys like Pueyo, Fletcher, La Stella, hey, we'll take it any anytime we can get it. So. That's our weekend review. Angels did a great job this week, uh, taking two series and then taking the opening series or opening game from the Seattle series in Seattle. They are playing right now as we speak. Uh, but let's get into some news, Daniel. Do you have any news for us uh, as far as Angels, you know, transact? I mean, ah, there was a there few transactions. A, there was a few transactions. I mean, obviously, Tropiano, Tropiano came up. Um, you saw was it Haney go? Not Haney, um, Harvey go on the IL that allowed Haney to be caught, brought up earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Upton came out. He says he thinks three weeks. We'll see how that goes. Some serious turf toe right there. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. That's probably the, the – he's finally out doing um, BP, you know, taking uh, fly balls in the outfield. So that's a step in the right direction. Um, so we'll just see how that goes, but – you know, the Angels are starting to get more and more people back and more and more people back are, 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 are working their way. Like you said, like we were at the JC rehab start, you know, you would think Middleton would probably get started up within the next month or so. Um, so for everything that has gone wrong for the Angels, I guess, in the, in the beginning quarter of the season, um, it looks like it's starting to kind of um, flip the other way. You're trying to get more and more guys back, and, and you'll have a, a truer – um, judgment, or you're able to make a better judgment on this team going forward now that Otani's in there. Um, you know, Haney, uh, Skaggs, um, Griffin's up. You know, Suarez is going to make a start on Sunday, so we'll see how that goes. I think now you'll be able to get a, a lot better judgment on this team and, and where it's going to go from here. For sure, and we'll be able to answer your questions better on this team. 
So, and it's something we, I talked about on last week's show, um, kind of determining what this team is. So, um, all right, we're going to take a uh, quick commercial break. And when we come back from break, uh, we were at Inland Empire 66ers, or can you say California Burritos, last Saturday. And yeah. Daniel caught up with Joe Adele. So we have some sound for Joe Adele. But before we do that, let's, let's get into our other sponsor, which is my bookie. And since we started the show, we get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. And we don't always know who's going to win. But we do know where to go, and that answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month, so visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ANGELS when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 bucks, you've got an extra 50 in play. That's mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Dot .ag promo code angels you play you win and you get paid hey hey what's up johnny catfish here ambassador for groom goon beard and body care are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh do yourself a favor and do what i did and check out www.groomgoon.com Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. We are here with the Angels' number one prospect, Joe Adele. Um, yesterday was your first game back and since spring. First of all, how do you feel and uh, how's the recovery coming? I'm feeling really great, man. I mean, just uh, running around, uh, being able to play the, uh, the full length of the game and competitive atmosphere. Um, it was good, man. It's good to be back for the first one, and, uh, and uh, I'm really excited for the rest of the year. On these early games where you're just trying to get your, your flow back, what, what's, what's important to you? Is it seeing the ball? Is it you know, the contact? Is it what, what's something that you are really looking to improve on? Uh, I think I think right now, I mean, definitely since, you know, I'm, I'm just getting back in the groove of things is really just, you know, really making sure I'm, I'm seeing pitches all the way in. Uh, I mean, yesterday I, I did a really good job staying at the right side of the field. Um, and really that's the goal uh, is to make sure I'm seeing everything well and, uh, and you know, in the outfield as far as, uh, you know, running around out there making sure that, you know, all the reads that I'm taking, uh, I'm taking them hard and, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm playing it, playing it like normal, uh, you know, just, just like a regular game and, and really just definitely at the plate, uh, seeing pitches, um, trying to put my best swing and, and the stuff that we're working on and uh, not trying to do too much. Have they mentioned at all how long you'll be down here at Inland Empire before going up to Mobile or is it kind of just a, a feel thing? Uh, not really sure. Um, I haven't been told anything yet. And for right now, you know, it's a, uh, it's a rehab assignment here and, and just going to come to the field and, and, and practice, uh, get ready and, and play like normal and, and, uh, and see what happens from there. How difficult is it to kind of stay in that, um, 
kind of team mentality when everyone's kind of reported to their separate teams and you're still in Arizona rehabbing and, and trying to get better? How hard is it to kind of stay connected to like a team, a certain team? Uh, it's definitely really tough. Um, I think the I think the one thing that's you know in, that we all have in common, regardless of where anybody is, is is, is the work. Um, and every day, you know, even though I was in Arizona, uh, doing my rehab stuff, getting my swings in, taking my outfield work, and doing all that type of stuff, um, playing in some of the games down there is, you know, similar to you know guys in regular season, you know, practicing, taking BP, doing their thing, playing in games, and uh, and that's how I viewed it. And uh, that's that's what kept me going. I mean, just because I'm not wasn't in Mobile um, to start like like I wanted to, you know, when the injury came, um, I'm working through it just like anything else. All right, thank you, thank you. So that was Dan catching up with Joe Adele at Inland Empire. Joe Adele, obviously the number one prospect in the Angels organization, got injured uh, in spring training. Weird, weird yeah. accident. Ankle slash like hamstring, hamstring yeah, he thing. Was rounding second slip, so he twisted his ankle, um, and then trying to catch himself, he actually. Strain the other leg um, mm-hmm. hamstring. So good to see him finally back. And, and, and you know, with the 66ers, gives us right. opportunity. Heck yeah, to, man. Gives an opportunity to see him in person. And um, it's like fi- some, finally seeing him yeah. after, you know, a full offseason. He's gotten, bulked up. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten a good big. But mm-hmm. he's definitely bulked up. Again, he's only 20 years old. So um, that helps with the injury recovery, exactly, too. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, I think a lot of people were, were expecting him to be – like a 2020 early 2020 call up. Mm. Now I think maybe with that with this injury it might push him back to late 2020, maybe early 2021 just because again, he's still in single leg. They they are going to eventually move him to Mobile, not sure when, but and I'm also pretty sure they're going to want him also sometime in AAA. So, yeah. unless his Mobile stint is going to be a couple months, if that, I, I, he's probably not going to see AAA this year. I didn't think he. I don't think he'd see AAA this year. I think you keep him at Double A, which is a much competitive level. You got guys who are just, you know, they're they're moving up the system. In Triple A, you have a lot of guys who are trying to revitalize their career. Double A is where you have all the top prospects. I think they want to see him there. Don't rush him up so fast. And then next year, again, he was getting a lot of swings. He was seeing a lot of action in spring training, major league spring training. So next year in spring training, you never know what could happen then. You don't know if the Angels are not going to pick up the option on Cole Calhoun. And if they're not going to pick up another outfielder, is Joe, uh, Joe Dow going to be ready? They're not sure yet. I mean, that's just something that I think they're going to take their time with. I see no need rushing Joe Dow. And then, too, I think a big thing with it, too, is is you notice the 66ers I get, are getting word from the uppers, but – um, he's not playing every day yet. Oh he, yeah, he's it, playing like two don't games, rush him. and then he's off a day. He's playing two, so um, I wouldn't really see it seriously until you see him playing every single day. I mean, he's only played right now five games, twenty-one at bats. Um, he does have two home runs in back-to-back back-to-back games, so that's cool to see that the power is definitely going to be there. He's batting two eighty-six right now, so not bad. Um, definitely producing. But you like to see him play in more in back-to-back games. But yeah, as of right now, it looks like he's playing. You know, every other day. Not even every other day, but it, looking at his past ten games, it's the twenty-fourth, twenty-fifth, off the twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh, twenty-eighth, off the twenty-ninth, and now playing to play last night the thirtieth. So, um, you know, once he starts playing full, you know, weeks at a time kind of deal, I think that's when you seriously start thinking about him getting bumped up to uh, Mobile. Absolutely, and like I said, no need to rush him through. Um, get ready, get your leg straight. You don't want him. You know, seeing action if you're not a hundred percent, and a lot of it is, and like he mentioned, he's in doing his rehab thing, but it's different from actually playing. So you know, get in a game shape, don't rush him through. So speaking of someone coming off a rehab, uh, Daniel and I were able to head out to Rancho Cucamonga last night and watch real long uh, road trip. Right, well, it was a barn burner. Uh, J.C. Ramirez rehab started Hi, his Jack. first. Um, 
his first start. Uh, since I, he, Tommy John? Yeah, since Tommy John, but he had some simulated or what would you call extended spring extended training, training starts. Games, and he kind of, you'll hear in the interview. Yeah. Um, but this was, was his first time pitching with runners on base. Yeah. So obviously. Um, he was just pitching the guys. Spring training, uh, same spring training is more of a controlled. Yeah. You know, oh, you're at this limit. Okay, we'll bring you <clears> off. <throat> we'll let some other guy finish the inning, but then you go right back out there the next inning. It's right. very controlled, very, um, uh, you know, kind of coddling, I guess is a yeah. good way of putting it. But this is his first game, legit game from Tommy John surgery he had a couple years ago. So, um, you know, we'll get to the interview and, and we'll talk about it. After. Yeah. So if you guys want to see video of this, go ahead and follow us at at Halo underscore Haven on Instagram, and then follow us on our Facebook pages too, at Halo Haven. At Halo Haven, yeah, a thousand people. We've already seen the one on Instagram, just throwing it out there. Awesome. So, yeah, here's our interview with J.C. Ramirez from Rancho Cucamonga after his re- first rehab start after Tommy John surgery. Everything was working, second inning. Once I get the main um, uh, um, base, that's what I got me rush a little bit. I lose my staff. Actually, it was the first time with throwing with somebody on base. And then came to the second base. I was trying to do everything more than I should. And that's when I lose my command with my wrecking ball. So some passball would be in California League, go fly. So. Do you feel like stuff-wise, though, especially in that first inning, you felt good? Like 90, I think you touched 95 out there. And just everything I mean, came yeah, out I'm, 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 I'm feel fine. I don't care about right now about velocity. I just want to feel my arm normal. It is normal right now. Uh, now she's trying to, to work on my... Secondary pitches, my mechanic, to keep the consistency. Have they told you sort of what the plan is mapping out your uh, well, this month or? Well, so after today, it's supposed to be a Salt Lake, okay. but we'll see what happens. Maybe I will try to talk to them to maybe one more one more outing here. We'll see. Okay. I just want to keep working. You know, once you get highest levels, different kind of adrenaline. So I want to I want to make sure that I'm ready for that. Before I go there, yeah. And you were slated for how many? Were you slated for 30 pitches originally? No, no. I was supposed to go 60 pitches, but only 20, only 25 per inning. So I was 24. Okay. So I came past 25 by each inning. So did you keep throwing bullpen then? Yes, I will finish okay. that. Throwing some bullpen, yeah. So, so obviously out there, you know, you're not looking for results, but you're looking to just progress and get your feet wet and stuff. Were you working on just trying to get your command down, or was there something that you really wanted to work on today? Yes, my mechanic. You know, I'm always say uh, I'm a big mechanic guy. I want to, I want to try to keep my mechanic consistency. I feel that like when I have some uh, runners on base, I rush myself a little bit, so that's where I lose my control. Uh, so there's something I need to work on before I, I, ne- I go to the next level, and I would like to continue to do that. How's your arm feel right now? Arm feels great, yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Feels like Not normal, but it's getting close. Right. Yeah, it's getting close. And uh, for you, just the experience of pitching out on the own, I mean, is that I'm a big league, not a big league game, but a national game, does it sort of impact it all? Yeah, I mean, of it? course. It's the first game in a long time. I came and warm out really early today. You know, I, I messed up my time, warm it up, see people, see the, the everybody's competing right now. Just feel awesome. It's just, I'm just glad to that I'm back and doing it, and I feel healthy. Was there a little bit of nerves out there? Yes, it yeah. was a little nerve there. I told you I came early to warm up. Yeah. I wasn't. I was outside at 6:30, supposed to be 6:45. So you know, part of the process felt good. I just now, I'm now waiting for the next step. And I know they haven't. Decided what they're going to do with you once you are healthy and being a starter or reliever, but is that sort of something you think about even at this point, or is it just sort of? No, right now I'm just thinking of my health, how I feel after I finish my 
rehab process, how we'll think about it. And anyways, whatever they decide to do, I will go there and tell the team to, to give us some wins. It's been an interesting group for you guys in Arizona with you, Keenan, and Joe. I mean, what were some of your impressions getting a chance to see Joe Adele up close so much? Hey, that guy's a beast. He works hard, he plays hard. He's going to be there soon. And it's been, it's been fun. We found a process with those guys over there. So, Key is coming. Joe is playing right now. Myself is throwing the game. So, I'm pretty sure all, we all play together in the big leagues. Um, we spoke to Tyler Skaggs, and, you know, he went through the similar injury. And he said the hardest thing, one of the hardest things for him was trying to stay within the group, trying to stay, you know, with the Angels, like follow the team and be part of the team. Is it hard for you to do that? Be, you know, being separate, doing separate workouts, doing your own rehab stuff? I mean, yes, it's different because you don't know what's going on there and just watching TV. Right. But also, you know, they are my friends. I like to text each guy after their outings and see what they feel. But, but you know, you have to know where you are. So right now I'm here trying to get, turn myself back to the big leagues, back with the team. So I also have to be like doing my stuff on my own too so I, it is hard but it's not that hard because you know now with social media and now with tv so it's right. easy and now that uh you are starting rehab games are you going to be based out of anaheim or instead of phoenix or do you know where you're going to be most of the that, you know, that, i don't know uh, they told me you're going to be in salt lake next holiday so i don't know if you're going to spend some couple of days in anaheim before i go there or maybe i'll ask them to stay here for one more outing i don't know yet so i will talk to them after the so that was our interview with JC Ramirez, obviously after his rehab start in Rancho Cucamonga. He didn't fare well. And as uh, you know, I asked him, you're not really looking for results, right? You know, you're, you're just looking to get your feet wet, get back in the rhythm. And again, he said, you know, to me, the most important thing is mechanics and command for your fastball. And I felt like he did decent. He was pitching in the height, you know, what, 93 to 94? Yeah, he was living between 93 and 94, yeah. topped out at 95. So yeah. definitely um, he had a good outing. And, and you kind of and, and what I loved about him, he was really honest. He was nervous. This is the first time that he pitched with anyone on this. So you could tell that he was kind of forced. He was, he was, he was you know, kind of rushing things, didn't take his time, trying to get back into the flow of it. So um, the fact that he was being honest about that and was able to um, – see that that was what the issue was, show that he knows what he has to change, shows what he needs to work on um, to get back to the major leagues. Now, two innings, not not even two full innings, uh, an inning and, a th- inning and, a th- and two-thirds. Do you think now, with the moves the Angels have recently made, do you think the two-inning thing is more, yeah, right now is because you want to kind of manage his load, but do you think that two-inning thing is probably going to be consistent as far as him being a bullpen arm coming when he comes back and maybe being that guy where if a, if a pitcher goes five innings you can get him in there for the sixth and seventh you know he can go full go six two innings out of the now you're in the eighth and now you're able to kind of um spare what's in the bullpen right now and then also um have him be really good for a short period of time and not burn out his arm because he's coming back from I, I think it's just really what the angels the way the arms have been for the angels the last couple of years it's say it depends on what's happening with the rotation at the time where he gets called up. Um, and I think it's also about his arm. Like he, like I asked him, you know, how's your arm feel? And he said, it feels good, but it's different. And that's something that he's going to have to get used to. The angels are going to have to manage that. You know, your arm's not going to feel the same anymore. Obviously it's different. I love his honesty with that. So I think they're going to take their time as far as like letting him kind of just progress. You know, he said he was at a 60 pitch mark, but 
the he fact that he couldn't be over 25 in the inning. In inning. And he was reaching that 25 yeah. pitch mark, so um, they pulled him. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. And you heard in the, in the interview, too, he um, they wanted to go to Salt Lake on Saturday. He might ask to have another rehab start with um, an Empire. So we'll see how that goes. If it is, if he is at an Empire, then we will, you know, try to be there, especially if it's in house and at, uh, if at, it's in house, it's even yeah, better. Yeah, San Bernardino, because we can just do whatever the hell we want. Um, no, just kidding. But thank you again, Inland Empire, for hooking it up with the press passes and everything you do. Well, for I us. think you know we were in Rancho, and our press pass, I think, in Rancho is the same as the one in Inland Empire. Said, we don't know anybody there, so where do we go? You know, Where's the press box? Yeah. You know, you got so, people asking us. We're wearing all angel hats and stuff like that. Where's and, your press pass? Do you have a press pass? Yeah, we're there like okay. half an hour early to watch BP. And, yeah. and um, excuse me, you can't stand here. And we're like, oh, we got a press pass. Oh, okay. So. Okay, here you go. So, so yeah, obviously better in house. So again, it was it was it was good to see JC out there again. Another guy that's going to be coming back. That's either going to help the bullpen or help the the help the starting rotation. Either way, it's helping the pitching staff. So yeah, that's exactly. a- another arm in there is definitely something the Angels need um, as we get deeper, deeper into the season. Yeah, so good to see JC. All right, let's head into our next segment of our show. We do it every every week. Dan, take over. Yeah, so every week we try to put a uh, poll question up on our Twitter. So again, if you're not following us on Twitter by now, you should. Halo underscore Haven. On Twitter, every Monday we'll put a poll question up and we'll try to mention in the poll question when the next Halo Haven, uh, the next All Angels podcast is going to be, as John is acting the fool right now on our Instagram live. Um, So this week we were kind of made me think because of John's epic rant that he went on last week, very Stephen A. Smith-ish. Now I wanted to go a little bit higher up up the chain and go to Billy Epler. Billy Epler started in 2015 with the Angels. So far... How do you think he has done? Four options. Great job, good job, average job, poor job. Um, 42% said good job, 28% said great job, 16 said average job, 14 said poor. Um, I personally voted for great job. I don't know where you went on this, but where did you go? I'm so pleased to know that only 14% said bad job because it seems like all those 14% are on our like media platforms. And, you know, I don't want to go on another rant, but I'm I'm, just do it. Just do it. No, I'm not. um, the, The response we've gotten for your last week's rant makes me feel like this almost needs to be a weekly what grinds my gears get off my lawn shake my fist at the clouds kind of segment wow okay here it comes people (laughs) no no um i'm gonna go with good i'm not gonna say great because only because like the the product on the field right now isn't what it should be like not that it should be it's it's not i don't want to say great yet i think great is hell for a guy like um Theo Epstein or guys who have brought titles to people to teams they haven't so that's a high standard I get it but to me that's great good is with Billy Epler because Billy Epler has turned this organization into one of the worst farm systems in baseball to top 10 and that's not easy to do and he's drafted guys like Joe Adele Jeremiah Jackson Jordan Adams Brandon Marsh Jemai Jones uh, I don't know if Suarez is one of his guys, but Canning was for sure. Suarez was not. Canning. No, oh he, yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll talk about Suarez in a minute. But he's trans, and then what a lot of people seem to forget is they 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 
they talk about how the Angels aren't producing, blah, blah, blah. But what about a guy like Tommy LaSella that he picked up off of uh, on a cheap trade and he leads the team? Well, and, even even you know, Goodwin. And, and kind of going back Goodwin, to what you, kind Robles. Of going, kind of going back to what you were saying, the farm system at Damn the beginning of, the, of, of 2015, um, farm system was 28th. You know, depending on where you look, you see 20, 27th, 28th. But it's in that lower, yeah. the high 20s. That, lower that, thir- little, lower like, third of the... Yeah, yeah, no matter where you look, that's what it was. Now you look at the farm system. MLB had it at seven, or um, not MLB, ESPN had it seventh. So again, you're talking about this is the the draft that's coming up on Monday. It's only going to be what his fourth draft, yeah, as the GM because the 2015 draft was already over by the time he got hired. Right. So again, some of the names that are are you know uh, he drafted are now kind of paying dividends and you're, they're kind of showing up. Um, you know, maybe not in the not in the majors yet, but they are definitely showing up in the higher level of the of the um, of the minor leagues. I mean, you have like you said, Griffin Canning's already made his debut. You know, second round pick in 2017. Uh, Joe Adele, number one prospect, top. You know, depending where you look, maybe top ten prospect overall. For sure, top ten. Um, you know, so a lot of these guys are going to be coming up, and it's great to see. Um, these guys get developed through the system because I, I, I truly believe now more so than ever, um, you uh, you don't win championships. You don't win divisions by signing free agents. I mean, yeah, the free Here agents, and there, you need free, to. No, no, no. You're right. Free agents are the, the cherry on top. Yeah. They're the cherry on top, but they're, they cannot be your foundation. You look at any kind of championship team within the last, you know, three, four years, even going back to when. Um, well, look at the Angels. You were looking. I mean, they went out and got Albert Pujols, C.J. Wilson, Josh Hamilton. Well, that's what I'm saying, and they yeah, got nothing. For nothing. It. But but you look at the last. Let's say the Houston Astros. They're nothing without Altuve, Correa, and Bregman. Yeah. Okay. You look at um, the, the Yankees. The, the Yankees. The the Cubs with Bryant. I know Rizzo wasn't a draftee, but they got him in the minor leagues when he mm-hmm. was still developing, and they saw talent in him. And they brought him up. You know, stuff like that. Those key players. You need. To have a strong base, and then you can get a Verlander. You can get. Um, I want Garrett you, Cole. You know, you can get a lot of those guys to be the cherry on top, but you mm. definitely need a strong foundation um, in the system, and that's what finally what um, what Epler's doing. I mean, even you know, going back to 2018, you have Luis Renfingo, our starting second baseman, shortstop, depending on what day it is, in a trade for Cole Cal or not Cole Cal, uh, CJ Crone. And at the time, people were losing their freaking mind. Like, why are you trading? Uh, CJ Crone, well, he's, he's a big power bad. We yeah. need power bad, and who's this guy? And now look at him. Like those are the same people that were mad when they traded Ibar for Andrelton Simmons too. And, and the same thing where, well, that was that was not even that was a uh, uh, Newcomb, Sean Newcomb for, for yeah. Simmons. But I mean, yeah. No, and then too, last year you look at even at the middle of last year, at the end of last year. Sorry, Ian Kinsler for what now turns into Ty Buttry. Yeah, I, I, and what were they? Where everyone was pissed. At? Who's this Buttry guy? Yeah. What? You know, Maldonado you have, even, or you know, when they yeah, traded him Maldonado, off. they traded for Patrick Sandoval, huh? who's, who's recently just got bumped Who, up the yeah. AAA. Who's a guy the Angels hold in high regards in the minor league system. Right, so it's hard to judge him off of and, and what's going on on the field. I think one of the hardest jobs in sports, regardless if it's baseball, football, basketball, I think the hardest one of the hardest jobs is that GM. Yeah. Because they have two jobs. They have to build the franchise for the future, put it in a good, good spot, but they also got to try to win now. And unless you're going to be the Astros and lose over 100 games like three or four years in a row to get that number one um, pick every single year, like a Correa, Bregman, those guys are number one picks. Unless you're willing to do that, it's super hard to do it from the 12th, 13th, 14th 
draft spot because it's not always going to be you know a slam dunk. Yeah. Especially in a draft like the where we're, we're in baseball where the draft is you know like forty rounds long and stuff like yeah. that. So um, Edward, I think, has done a great job I when you look at the whole thing because really you you know you look at the roster he inherited. You had a lot of old players. I mean, you had. A lot of guys on like one, on one two year deals, and you, then you look at the at the at the uh, like I said the farm system to, to replenish it. No, there's there's guys on there now that were that aren't even in the major leagues, and that was you know like I said in 2015 that aren't even on either a not in the major leagues or b not even in the top you know 15 20 of the of the organization right now. So again, I think our GM has done a great job, and for people that are giving him crap because oh they're not winning, well guess what. It's coming, and that's going to be all. His handprint's going to be all over the next kind of next four or five years of it. That's man, you're saying exactly what I said on last week's podcast. Angels, I'll get into it when we get to the emails. So, all right, so that wraps it up, and and it's about that time that somebody needs to make his way over here because triumphant return to the podcast. People have been asking, where is the curator? Is he okay? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is. Time of our show for the Curators Chronicle. Let's go! Batter up! We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. For a ball game today. It truly is a beautiful day for a ball game. Your curator is back in the house at Halo Haven on the All Angels podcast. Um, I can't remember the last time I've been on here, but I think since I have traveled uh, across the pond to Europe, um, I think I went to Italy, Spain, right? No? Yeah, you went. You, Is that where I was at? You were uh, you were at the ruins, and now now I'm talking Angel Stadium. I'm talking about the ruins, stuff all over there. You know, Coliseum yeah, and all that yeah, Coliseum. Good stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad to be back on another edition of the All Angels podcast uh, with uh, with. The reason why we do this is just hanging out with friends, really. That's yeah. kind of what it comes down to. Um, so it's good to be back. So uh, starting off with some history. Uh, this day in 1975. Wow. Before we were all born. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, definitely this comes from a book by John Snyder, The Angels Journal. But June 1st, which will be tomorrow. Um, uh, this, this is a, a big day in Angels history. Uh, Nolan Ryan pitches his fourth career no-hitter with a 1-0 win over the Orioles at Anaheim Stadium. There's a lot of specifics that are stated. But with the no-hitter, Ryan tied Sandy Koufax for the most no career no-hitters with four. Koufax had his fourth with the Dodgers in 1962, 1963, 64, and 65. Wow, all consecutive there. Ryan compiled four no-hitters with the Angels. He had two in 1973, one in 74, and one in 75. Ryan finished with career with seven no-hitters, seven. He pitched one with the Astros in 81 and two while uh, playing for the Rangers in 90 in 1991. Uh, so kind of crazy to think that Nolan Ryan had four no-hitters with the Angels. He goes into the Hall of Fame not as an Angel. Aside from that, he broke the single-season strikeout record with 383 in 1973 as an Angels. So, didn't go in as an Angel. The Hall and of Fame. Uh, just kind of some weird stuff there. Uh, just thinking about it, he never won a Cy Young award. Well, he was. I mean, the Angels at the time were bad. They're bad. Really bad. So, no yeah. run support there. No. And you know the the phrase Tanana and, and Ryan, Ryan in two days two of crying. Two days of crying. 
That's all they had. That's yeah, all it that's was. it. And so two, you were looking at maybe two wins per week, maybe. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So just thinking about Ryan, when you think of greatest, you know, pitchers in the history of the game, I mean, Nolan Ryan's got to be up there. No Cy Young awards. That's but seven no hitters, four on the Angels. Is he the greatest Angels pitcher of all time? That's the question. I don't think if you if you, oh. if you just no if you just take in his his angel angel years, stats no yeah that's what I'm saying if, if you say angel Chuck Finley yeah if you say or even Jared Weaver I mean oh long, shit Jared long, Weaver like, oh Jimmy, shoot Jared Weaver it's okay we'll put the we'll put the explicit tag on the on the podcast it's okay but no if you're just gonna talk about just when he's an angel and don't take into consideration all the other stuff he's done I I think you have to go like you said Finley or, or Weaver uh, me I'd go I'm going with I'm going with Finley because I think. Oh man, none. I don't know. God, don't. I'm not gonna answer that one because Weaver. Weaver pitched in some really. He pitched in some crucial games for the Angels. The Angels were a playoff team with Weaver. Angels pretty much for the Finley most part with Finley. The, yeah, he he was like a four time All Star and stuff like that. But True. you know, hold the held the team. I think did Weaver break this the team record when wins or does Finley still hold it? I don't know, but Finley's up there in all we'll those categories. Yeah. Yeah, but on a, on a side note, when um, I think it was about a year. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, we had one of our friends, Tom Duino, come in and talk about his collection. And one thing he talked about, which kind of blew our minds, was that he has one of Nolan Ryan's game-used bats. Oh, that's so crazy. Thinking about back in the 70s and stuff like that, to have, you know... Uh, you know, American League pitcher bat Nolan Ryan, and he said there's a there's like about seven. I want to say six seven, or seven. Six or seven he produced. has three of them. Uh, he traced it all the way back to Louisville Slugger, the museum, and all of that. And he has one of them. He picked it up at a card show. Is like mixed in with a barrel of bats. Mm-hmm. He pulled this little gym out, and it's you know he he did his research, and, you know as he would, and yeah, it's one of Nolan Ryan's game used bats. He also bat. has Nolan Ryan's game used spring training uh, jersey, and his and his locker, <laughs> and his locker. <laughs> so if you guys, you, yeah, I mean Tom Duino is, as far as I know, the collector of Angels memorabilia that you need to talk to, like. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy is he—he he has some crazy stuff in his collection. You also might be asking what uh, what hat I'm wearing. This is a Riverside Pilots hat. Um, John is for those of you very Instagram familiar. Live. Um, yeah. Wasn't an Angels affiliate, but it was affiliate of the Seattle Mariners in the early 1990s out of Riverside. And and former Angel Raul Ibanez played on that team. There you go. There you go. Angel tie-in. All Angels podcast. Yeah, so update on the wins: Chuck Finley 165, Jared Weaver 150. Ooh. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, it is settled. All right. Sorry. Chuck Finley. I uh, just want to thank all the people that came out to the 66ers game at San Manuel last week for the California Burrito Transformation. Uh, we ran into a lot of people from uh, that are supporters of the podcast and also Halo Haven. Uh, they went in the bus. I think we babysit this babysat this one kid for like I don't know like four hours. He didn't want to leave. Bus. He didn't want to leave. The best thing that ever happened to him. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it became a jungle gym for a lot of kids, <laughs> but we had a lot of people come by and just uh, thank us, and that's kind of why we do it. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel told someone, you know, we we're fans doing it for fans. That's all it's about. Uh, one thing we prided ourselves on since the beginning is just you know giving. We like to give out like some type of memento that kind of signifies uh, that specific game or whatever it may be. So we get out a button of the California burritos and, but it's just always good to uh, meet people in person and um, you know, social media is one thing, but meeting people and connecting in, in person is another. So 
I'm back. Thank you. Awesome. So you've listened to another edition of Curators Chronicles. Let's go. So it's good to have the curator banks. Good to be in Halo Haven. Well, technically, the group's all back together. Yeah, again. we're all back together. We'll be in studio soon. We got to help Chris uh, set up the garage again. Yeah, the, we'll do it from there. I mean, the, again, we're doing a the live museum. Stream. Yeah, we're doing a live stream on Instagram, right? Or yeah, on Instagram. So um, you'll start seeing the Halo Haven, especially for you uh, newer followers on Instagram and you know uh, maybe through Twitter and all that stuff. We'll we'll definitely be. A, in there hopefully soon so definitely something to see um for all our new viewers on instagram and and, and followers on instagram uh so hopefully within you know maybe the next couple weeks and if you guys um listen to the download and you want to see what we're talking about just follow us on instagram it's at underscore at halo underscore haven so yeah, give them the right stuff come on now yeah let's get into the email questions and we got quite a few here our first one comes from our loyal listener lamar washington and he says, my dude, Johnny Maz, going in a passionate rant. I love it, man. If anyone is going crazy. I told you. Yeah. People love it. We need it. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone is going crazy over tr- uh, trying to fire Osmus already, it, sh- uh, they should, it should tell you that they don't know much about the game and how it works. I'm 100% with you. We're just, not, we're just now getting into June. That dude's just trolling. So. Yeah. I mean. Uh, <laughs> And it's funny though too because even Hell like, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop yeah. names of who said it, but <laughs> we were talking and not who you think, I'll put it that way. Not who okay, you okay, think, okay. But, but another person it's like talking about Austin, it doesn't even look like he, he's into the game or interested in the game or it doesn't even look like he's oh, God. comfortable. Oh. But you know what I'm like okay, first of all, it's his oh. first season as a as a, as the manager for the Angels. Granted he was up with the, like the GM or the owner or whatever that title was before i forgot assistant to yeah. the general manager or whatever but it's like oh, when you start a new job you're not 100 percent comfortable right away it's not even that i you don't know the guy personally like right that's yeah. like, look at gary anderson i mean you look you look at God. you know it's not Ridiculous, it's not dude. the same Ridiculous. kind of thing as literally high school where yes coach you know coach Osmus, coach Osmus. no those guys walk around calling on brad well, you, yeah, well, they get paid more than him. Exactly. So it's like, well, what are we gonna do? Like, it's funny though too because I remember one of his, in, in, one of the comments he said in his <clears> opening <throat> press conference is, his, um, you know, what do you think about this? He's like, oh, I get to boss around the best player in baseball. Yeah. Like he said, like tongue in cheek, but it's the same thing. Like, yeah, I get to do this, even though it's probably not gonna happen. But yeah, it, uh, you know, Osmus is fine. You know, again, we don't. <laughs> We don't know how good of a manager he is until we get a, a, a good surrounding cast. I think just, a manager is only as good as his, his surrounding oh, cast. Oh, dude, it's June. It's going to be June 1st tomorrow. God, hey, guess what, guys? God, coming dude. into today, Angels two games out of that last wild card spot. I, I just, just I, saying. I, I talked about it on my rant last week. I was like, for as bad as you guys think they're doing, so is everybody if, else. If you have not heard the rant, you definitely need to go back to the archives. Instagram uh, on uh, you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify. <laughs> go back, download it, listen, cherish it. Uh, next one comes from Duncan Healy, another loyal listener. Dead horse, dead horse. Are we beating dead horse with this shit right now? Oh, get it, get it. All, All right. right, I need a little little thing. I know. For next time. He says, "Hello, fellas. You are one hundred percent Johnny on where the angels stand. Why would anybody Everyone call? Everyone loves Johnny. Why would anybody call for Osmus's firing? 
for one, like you mentioned, the Angels are not built to win now. And secondly, like you said, it's way too early. It's way too early to even consider replacing Osmus. Really, two months into the season, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, are we gonna have Love a question? Because it. it's all Johnny. I don't, I don't mind, but damn, I went on a little roll there, dude, man. I like if that's uh-huh. what's gonna take. Give me like. 10 seconds. Yeah, give me 10 minutes after the podcast. I'll get one going. Uh, I want the love, too. Next one, Rob Lastings. He says, hello there, guys. Can we stop with this Keuchel and Kimbrough nonsense? Why are the Angels fans, fans clamoring for a quick fix on a team that he's, isn't even, like Johnny said, anything better than a 500 team? I believe even hearing Daniel say that this team is a 500 or slightly better team. Making a move for a Keiko or Kimbrough makes no sense to me. What do you guys think? Now that we're into June, allowed possible moves like this? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, so again, like I, I mentioned earlier, the draft is Monday. So any of those draft pick compensations that could, that's connected to either one of those pitchers comes off the books. Mm-hmm. Um, Keiko's uh, agent, Scott Boris, came out, I think it was yesterday or, or, or Wednesday, saying that, oh, my client, uh, once he signed, he'll be ready in a week, which I highly doubt. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, he's saying that because the quicker he gets to the major leagues, the quicker he collects on that paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he signs for one, let's just say he signs for one year, $25 million, that's going to be prorated. So he's not even going to make $25 million next year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be prorated to what he plays, and he doesn't start getting paid until he gets to the major league level. I don't – again, like he said, I, I don't think the Angels need him because for what? He's not – you're not a – 90 win team and, and putting Keiko on this late or Krimble this late is going to push it to 95. You're not that team. No. And like you said, they're going to be 500. I said, I'm gonna, they're going to be a little, maybe a little above 500. We'll see what happens when everyone gets back. But yeah, you're absolutely right. He's not going to do anything for the team right now except eat up payroll. And, and look, if it's a one year deal, great. He's just going to do nothing for one year. He's going to get his numbers and he's going to bounce next year. Is yeah. it really worth going through all that headache, delaying possibly like a Suarez? Um, a Griffin is it, you know, because one of those guys can get sent down. Yeah. If he's if he's on the team, is it worth um, delaying their uh, progression in the long for term? eight wins? Eight wins and what fifteen starts? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Next one comes from Trevor Billings. Not sure. Well, no, obviously. Hi, Johnny and Daniel. Just read the yeah. email. Hi, Johnny and Daniel. Been a long-time listener, but finally sending an email. I love the passion last week, Johnny. I'm glad you called out these ridiculous fans. Da- Johnny Love. <laughs> Daniel, I like your calm, cool, these idiots type approach. Do I have that? Like, I didn't know I had that, but I yeah, guess you so. Do. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Can't stand listening Don't to hotheads and homers right. like Roger Lodge. Love listening. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Trevor. Well, he... he- he hit a, uh, a soft spot with uh, Chris with Roger Lodge. But oh, that's right. That's a that's kind of sorry, a sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> As he chuckles in the background. And next, uh, our next email, which is great because this email is going going to um, lead me into a another rant. Uh, rant. No, not a rant. rant. A rant. comment rant. from rant. our rant. Um, a post that was posted on our Halo Haven fan page on Facebook. And this one comes from Lauren Cod. She says, "Hey guys, the guys in the shop want to know how good is this Suarez kid coming up." And is he someone who can be a future guy in the rotation? Daniel, I, I didn't see this email until I got here, so I don't know if you did any research on I looked him up. No, Jose Suarez, again, we kind of been mentioning it back and forth. He's, it came out today, earlier today, that he's going to get to start Sunday in in um, Seattle, which is cool. Um, uh, Canning, um, Griffin Canning was the number one pitching prospect in the Angels organization, and, and Suarez was number two. So the fact that you're going to have two um, of the uh, – top prospects in the Angels organization 
pitching on the and on the MLB level is going to be awesome. But um, 21-year-old lefty out of Venezuela, he's one of those guys mm-hmm. that they sign through <coughs> the international free agency. So he's actually been in the org- organization one way or the other since 2015. Wow. So he's been um, rookie ball, minors, um, you know, internationally kind of stuff. Uh, but from what has been happening the last, you know, couple years, he, I mean, you look at his 2018 stats, that's when he really kind of blew up and became um, really well known. Last year was uh, Joe Adele was the um, – player that Angel sent to the Futures game. Well, the year before that, 2017, Suarez was. Um, so in t- coming in in 2018, um, he started in, in in IE, I mean, and then IE, Mobile, Salt Lake, all within like a three-month span. And he just absolutely blew up. So he's been in he's been in Salt Lake at the end of last year, um, all of this year. Uh, you know, I, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm reading, he's a very high strikeout, low walk guy, which is something you need. He has... And again, this is his minor league numbers, so take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't, and it's not the end all be all, but um, he has 351 strikeouts with only 103 walks. So you like that, you like that, you know, proportion, you like that, um, that ratio, I guess you could say. Um, but again, you know, it's hard to say because of the, of the minor leagues, how he's going to do. But again, if this guy can be what Griffin Canning is, then you, you're going to be set for a while at that, at that position. So that's really great to see that he's up there getting some kind of run and some kind of um, innings during the during the season. Anytime you can get like a young guy some work like that and, and you know, getting him ready for next year and, and that, that's always good. So this question leads me into a comment that was posted, like I said, on our Halo Haven uh, my, uh, Facebook uh, page. And it was in relation to a post about Suarez being called up to start. And... Um, this comment came from Zach Fellows and I, we were talking on messenger. Um, I was asking him about his comment. I asked him, can I use it for the show? And he said, absolutely. So this is, I love reading this stuff because it kind of gives me a, a, a good feeling about our fans. (laughs) Yeah. So this is coming from Zach Fellows. Like I said, he said, reading the comments on this thread, make me laugh because the angels fans seem so spoiled and uneducated. Most of them continue to rip signings that aren't working out, but their expectations were Harvey, Cahill, Kozar, and Allen all were going to lead us to a World Series, when in reality, every single one was a stopgap player or into our prospects, Canyon and Suarez, are ready. It makes zero sense to sign a top talent when you, re- when you have really good talent a year or two away in the system. This team has a lot of future potential. I think we are the Yankee- we're in the Yankees position a few years ago where they added their farm. Now they're seeing the benefits of that. I do not want to see the Halos win it all. I do want to see the Halos win it all, uh, but I just have a hard time seeing that with all of our injuries, rookies, and contracts killing our payroll this season. But I do love the future we have coming around. That's what we've been saying the last two years, at least from, at least since last year, that we're about two two years away from really being you know, a way better team. Especially with the guys that we have in the minor league system. You know, obviously we're seeing Canning. We're gonna see Suarez here in about a year or two. Hopefully Adele Marsh, maybe Jamai Jones, you know, guys like that. And then and then behind those guys, you guys you got like Jordan Adams, Jeremiah Jackson, who are even younger. Yeah, Martin you know? playing and the and the thing is though too, they're gonna they're gonna have you know, if everyone pans out the way everyone thinks they're gonna pan out, you're gonna kinda have a um 
you're going to have a stockpile of outfielders and middle infielders. Right. Now, again, like we said. Trade bait. Exactly. Like, I'm never, and I've been talking to people on Instagram about, you know, Garrett Cole, and and that can be a conversation for another day. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a big fan of signing these these pitchers or, well, especially pitchers because the arms are just so kind of. Well, you're you're taking a gamble for sure. Yeah, but I, you know, I have no problem if you, if there's a pitcher and he has like maybe like two years left on a contract where, and you need that last piece to push you over the top. I have no problem trading for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like they did with Verlander. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, yeah. And, and he he panned out. He did great. Now you give him that extension. But I I I think the Angels put themselves in a position where you can have that stockpile of guys that add depth or even turn around and, and trade and get that final piece when you have a good enough team to make the playoffs on its own, and then you need that final piece to win a World Series. Agree so, 100%. Agree so, 100%. You know, I think the future is bright. 2020, 2021, 2022, you know, it sucks when you think about, man, that's like two years in, in the future. You know, what the hell? But it, it, it will pay off for the patient fans that have seen it coming. Cause right. It's like, it's, like, it's like a wave. You see... You see the water get pulled back. You know a wave's right. coming. Now you just have to wait for it. You, you you see it. But like you know, those fans that are looking for the quick fix. Like, do you really think adding all these guys is is gonna make this team right now a World Series contender? Right. And at what cost? You're gonna sign these guys, then then you're not gonna be able to get these draft. Even after Keiko and Kimbrel, I'll pass. Hard pass. Because unless they're on a one year deal, right? And and you're well, even you're, then though too. If they're on a one-year deal, they're not going to benefit you in any way. Well, that's true. You're, you're like I said, what eight wins? Yeah. Why? If why is, is this team going to win it all this year? Really, be be real, be be realistic, guys. Take off that Homer hat, take off your Roger Lodge hat, and be real. Oh, sorry, Chris. Uh, be real. I mean, are you? Is this team going to win the World Series if you add Dallas Keuchel to the team? Hashtag Go Trent Rush. Is he? Is he? Is Keiko hashtag Team Trent right? Is Keiko going to help us? Are we going to sign Keiko to a six-year deal? And in six years, is Keiko going to be the guy? No, oh, hell no. He's like no, the guy he's now. already what 32, 31, 32? Yeah, he's in his 30s. You know, had one good year, which was a Cy Young year. Downside of his career, Kimbrel, Kimbrel's older than that. I think Kimbrel's like in his yeah. 32, 33. You know, I. And yeah, he killed it in the postseason last year. I'm just saying. So it makes no sense <laughs> at all for me. If you guys yeah. didn't watch, for you guys to be out there calling for, I'm seeing all these reports about Keiko this and Keiko. Why? Be realistic, man. Like it's just so frustrating to see these comments, and it's good to see a guy like Zach Fellows kind of say. Uh, I read that and I go, huh? All right, my little Stephen A. Smith rant wasn't all for nothing, you know? Yeah, but Ooh. it doesn't mean we can't have another. Well, I'll tell you what, this Keiko crap keeps going on longer. We might we might get another one, but we can make um, a shirt out of that Keiko crap. Keiko crap, yeah. No, and again, if he was so damn good, how come he's not signed already? Well, yeah, if he was, if he was, I mean, a, he was, a true, if he was the true ace, he would have been worth the draft pick compensation. Everybody's oh, he's better than anybody we have. We, well, that, yeah, that, but what does that mean? That, yeah, what the hell does that mean? Lipstick on a pig. Ah, pig. dude. Okay, I'll stop. All right. All right. Woo. So other than that, man. Chinese and you have to cool off. I have nothing else. I know you wanted to talk about a little something that uh, is going on at uh, Inland Empire, right? Yeah, Inland Empire next Friday. So a week from today um, that we're recording at June 7th. Um, if you guys at all were familiar with our Touch a Truck um, in Riverside, you know, Johnny and Chris, born and raised Riverside. 
I'm a implant again, but live in Riverside. So we're all based out of Riverside. The Junior League of Riverside is having a diaper drive at the Ellen Empire 66ers on June 7th. Um, you know, uh, if you have kids, it's a fortnight night. So that sounds so weird. Fortnite night. Fortnite night at Ellen Empire 66ers. Um, also fireworks after the game. Like I said, mm-hmm. Junior League of Riverside, the same the same charity group that um, had a touch of truck where we, we were at the bus, we set mm-hmm. the bus. In downtown uh, Riverside. In downtown Riverside. That same charity is set up in, setting up a, di- a diaper drive um, for their diaper bank. We're going to have raffle prizes. We're going to have giveaways. Um, you know, you, the whole idea is to... Uh, what they're going to do is you bring diapers, they're going to build a diaper bank and then low um, income families or families going on hard times um, can come and get diapers for their babies. Um, this charity is very close to me personally. I got family involved in it. Um, so next Friday, June 7th, 66ers, you come, you donate diapers, you get a raffle prize. Again, um, if you weren't able to make that to the burrito night, that was also a Mike Trout bobblehead night. Um, we will have a Mike Trout bobblehead from that night to to auction off, not auction off, raffle off. So if you didn't get one, but you're always around 66ers, come, donate diapers, you get a raffle ticket. You come, donate diapers, and show that you are a subscriber to the All Angels podcast on either Spotify or um, Apple iTunes. You will get an additional two raffle tickets. So you get three raffle tickets. You can put them in any kind of prize you want. We'll have angel giveaways. We'll have, like I said, the Mike Trout bobblehead. Um, you know, we'll have a bunch of other giveaways that maybe you didn't get from the Angel Stadium. Um, but definitely come check it out. Again, that's June 7th, 66ers, um, Inland Empire. Uh, the diaper drive for the Junior League of Riverside, something that's very close to me and, and, and a charity that we as a group have helped and they've helped us in different ways so definitely if you're going to come to that game already you're planning on it bring diapers doesn't matter the size doesn't matter the brand um come out help a great cause and 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 show them that show the support that it deserves and get your chance to win something so hey possibly the mike top bobblehead really limited edition because they only had a few yeah that game was so. five thousand over five thousand people showed up and mm-hmm. only i think they only i think i saw the power like, t- like 1200 or yeah, something like 1500 might have been 1500 so again if you missed out on it and you're always around a chance yeah if you're always and you're around inland empire come by again donate some diapers you get one ticket you come in donate diapers and show that you subscribe to the podcast you'll get an additional two tickets to enter into a raffle and then we'll start pulling prizes during the game so again if you're going to be there diapers awesome cool so other than that that's gonna wrap it up for us again if you guys want to follow us on instagram and uh twitter it's at halo underscore haven and if you guys have any questions comments or concerns for the show you can email us at all angels podcast at gmail.com like the concerns when they were worried about where chris was at yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's why we put concerns it's a real concern, it's a concern. That's why we put concerns when we say it people exactly. were people were asking for the curator i'm not in a, well, they were. They wanted to Dude, know where you were. You're kind of famous. They wanted to know where the curator was, and we had to tell them that we weren't sure. <laughs> we Although weren't. I almost, I talk <laughs> to you like almost every day. But we know he was in Europe. <laughs> what happens in Europe stays in Europe. Yeah, I'm just saying. you know, we only play smudge pot baseball. But anyway, wow, um, nice plug. That's twice in this podcast. Can I say why you're at it at Riverside Smudge Pots? And go ahead while you're here. Why don't you why don't you just plug your 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 wrestling podcast? What the hell? Nah, nah. Some some goof was on the show last week. I don't really want to talk about it. But anyway, ouch. Ooh, shots fired. 
Nah, I don't want to talk to him. I need a shots fired. I don't want to talk to him. Anyway. But anyways. That's going to wrap it up for our show. I am Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.